Hello, 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 everyone. My name is Piwe, and this is Piwe Rambles, the podcast. And today, I have a wonderful guest. I have McKenna. Hey, McKenna. Hello, hello. What would you like the audience to know about you? Oh, there's, 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 there's a lot to know. I feel like if we just hop into it, they'll, they'll get to know about me as we go on. Okay, that's nice. And... Yeah. Um, McKenna, where are you from? I am from Kenya, born mm-hmm. and raised. Yeah. Nairobi, to be specific. Ooh. And where do you, where do you reside currently? Um, right now I'm back in Nairobi, but I go to school in Toronto at York University. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking some time off school right now to just get some stuff done and think a bit yeah yeah so right now i'm back home back home in Nairobi. are you like taking a gap year something like that yeah cool um what was your like experience moving to toronto like what was like some culture shocks you experienced there um actually i was expecting it to be very white <laughs> but um I feel like because of the school that I went to mm-hmm. um I ended up meeting a lot more Africans from other places a lot more Caribbeans and actually Toronto is the most diverse city in the world really so, yeah so you meet people from literally everywhere and it was really dope because I got to learn a lot more about other places which I actually wasn't expecting what were your favorite cultures to learn about uh probably caribbeans the the dancing is mad <laughs> do you dance like them now I, I don't think anyone can dance like them you know <laughs> but <laughs> i try were they like um caribbean like international students or were they like living in toronto like born like both both there's okay. like a lot of both yeah that's really cool because you're getting like a mixture of like two different types of people yeah, exactly. Um, um, what was like now? What was your reverse culture shock coming back home after being in Canada? If you experienced any, actually, it was a bit negative. One of the first things I noticed <clears throat> is there's kind of I don't I don't want to say an unspoken hatred of self with Kenyans, but like we almost don't have enough pride in our culture and like the things that make us us. Really? Like what? Yeah, I feel like a lot of Kenyans like to um kind of adhere to like Western cultures. Not even mm. cultures, but more so like for example, if you go, like, one of the most simple examples, if you go to a restaurant um, and there's a white, like, family and a black family, more time you'll see the best services being given to the white family when it should just be equal. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that was one of the biggest things I noticed when I got back. I was like, well, actually, like, we need to do better. Uh, what do you think that is actually if you're like looking at it um I think that possibly it might be because of I, I, I don't like to keep taking things back to colonial times but I think they still do impact a lot of the things that we see today so yeah. for example like when we were being colonized by the British, mm. um, uh, like a lot of workers who worked for them even like would see benefits um, through like kind of being coons. Like, <laughs> mm. like if, 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 if they, if they kind of like adhere to whatever the master wanted or whatever the, um, colonizers wanted there were benefits to that and Mm. I think that kind of stuck with like 
through time you're kind of stuck with people even though it might not be so directly mm. indirectly it's kind of there's the kind of affects people mm-hmm. and you know it's not like too far-fetched to think of that because how i see kenya is like most of it even the structure is built like in a colonialist way and yeah. i was like i had a podcast with someone hunja and we were talking about like the houses for example the houses in kenya for how i see them coming from south africa and Swaziland, are very um britishly structured yeah so it's like even things like that you know like you know, you don't you don't know how far it could go to the tax system, to the political system. All of those things could literally be um, stemming from there. And I think, seeing as Kenya gained independence in the nineteen sixties, right? Uh-huh. That is not that long ago. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that was just the other day. Uh-huh. And even our like schools, like we have a lot of Brit- British schools in Kenya, a lot of American schools, yeah. a lot of Western schools, and those would be the international, more more expensive schools, more for privileged kids. Yeah. Whereas, like the Kenyan system is not as appreciated, even though you know the people there are Kenyan. So it's just, it's the the country is is structured that way. So I understand and I can see why people would have that sort of self-hatred is because so, to some extent they don't really know anything else yeah we, we were kind of taught to value things that aren't ours mm. and it's it's stuck i feel like yeah it is stuck and i think it's up to i always say that it's up to our generation to change things because i don't really i don't know who, who else we can give the responsibility to <laughs> we can't run away yeah true. yeah you know so it's just like a matter of calling out the staff, for example, if they're doing that, not in public, obviously, but like, even if it's something that you took to management and being like, hey, we don't appreciate the service here. We're all paying the same for the food that we're actually ordering. You're not like charging us less because we're black. Like, this is not the market where you're like charging yeah. the white man more because, you know, he has more money. Like, this is a well-established restaurant and everything should be should be run the same way for everyone. No. yeah so that is an interesting um reverse culture shock are there other ones that you experienced that's uh, i think you? that was probably the biggest one off the top of my head okay yeah that's fair um i do want to move on to like the main the main yeah. thing that we came to speak about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so guys listening mckenna and i went to the same church um, an SDA church to be specific if you don't know what that is Seventh Day Adventist we go to church on Saturdays um, Sabbath starts on Friday evening and Saturday evening and yeah basically that's that, that's the tea <laughs> did you grow up in that church? me? yeah my whole life I was raised um, SDA no way Yep. What like, were the rules for you growing up? Like, well, were you allowed to wear earrings? Yo, I still to this day don't have my ears pierced, but no that's way. like a personal choice now. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. What other rules did you have? So actually, for me, it was like so. SDA upbringings are usually very strict okay. and very restrictive. How so? Um, <laughs> because I feel like. To me, there's not for everyone, obviously, but for a lot of the people that I do see, there's almost kind of like this holier than thou. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, kind of feel that you get from them, and I feel mm. like everyone's just trying to push perfection too much, or perfection in terms of um, not sinning. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. So for a lot of people I'd see like a lot of rules and even for me I had a lot of rules that almost didn't really make sense to me mm-hmm. but like what yeah I'll get into that okay, for okay. sure <laughs> but um I think for me I was lucky because even though my mom is, like so it's mainly my mom is SDA mm-hmm. and that's how I kind of got into that so for me I think 
although she's SDA, she's still a lot more open-minded than most people. Yeah. Yeah, so she'd tell me, but she'd still kind of say, but, like, at the end of the day, it is your choice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she was always open to the fact that you are an individual. Yeah, exactly. So, like, when I was younger, for example, she said she didn't get my ears pierced because she felt like that's a choice that someone should make for themselves. And I was Mm. like, cool, that makes sense. And then even as I grew up, like, people would be like, yeah, let's get our ears pierced. And then for me, it was kind of a thing where I just felt like now, I don't know, I don't see myself with earrings on, so I just never did it. That's interesting. But, like, I have tattoos yeah stuff so people are like wait you have tattoos but no earrings like what's what's that about and so that's kind of the story but it's it's not even that deep like i just don't want to get my ears pierced now yeah (laughs) that makes sense yeah interesting um yeah but other than that like i remember one of the things that used to piss me off the most is growing up like a lot of so I play a lot of sports mm-hmm. and a lot of times like tournaments or like big games would be on Saturdays mm-hmm. and my mom wouldn't let me go oh no for real yeah for real <laughs> oh no so, that's cause... the only thing that I was like let to keep going <laughs> <laughs> Mad. yeah no she'd be like sat like the day of rest like she was very serious about like it being a day of rest Mm. and what does rest mean to you now after you've gone to that church first of all (laughs) not 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 to bash the church yeah Mm -hmm. but (laughs) so like sda churches you find a lot of time they start at like 8 Mm a.m and they expect you to be there to like time to like 3 6 p.m did you stay that long no i never stayed that long but there's like there's like things that would be going on for Mm. that whole duration of time like they'd have like the main service i mean they'd have like the bible study bit in the beginning then the main service and then lunch and then there'd be like afternoon service which i'd never really stay for but i'd be like to me it seemed a lot more taxing than restful. Oh, yeah. I so, felt like I was working. Like, why am I waking yeah. up at 8 a.m. on a Saturday when exactly. I've been waking up the what whole week this early? <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that, like, it's even if it's not, like, a physical uh, exertion, it's a mental one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and for me, rest is about everything. Mental, like, body, everything. Like, mm. So now for me rest is rest like if I'm resting most times it just means isolation where I'm able to like think through my thoughts and come back into like a a state of being whole with myself that that's what I feel like yeah so it's changed completely yeah um uh what what other things for you what, what was the rules for clothes and going to church for you um the rules for clothes was just a decent dress. What's like, a decent dress, though, by SDA definitions? Uh, just, just like a, a covered-up dress. <laughs> but how far does it cover you? <laughs> like lengthwise. Yay! Oh well, I I guess it didn't have to go to my knees, but it couldn't be like high thigh. It had to be like lower thigh. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, at least yours was quite lenient. I know I didn't grow up in an SDA church particularly. I grew up in a slightly more strict one. Mm. And uh, for us, it was like wear a dress and a skirt, no pants, and make sure the dress is on your knees or below. Not above your knees. I mean, on your knees as in yeah. just where the knee starts above the leg. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, when no, you go they, to. They... They when you go to, to these churches, you start knowing what knee and leg is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, for real. But I feel Bruh. like the church in like the church in general, like the SDA church in general, is pretty strict about. And it's almost for me, it's like a put off because I feel like church 
in the way that it's sold is supposed to be a place where anyone can come and should be accepted. Mm. But when you introduce a dress code and have it so strict, like if someone new walks in, like you can see the eyes on them because they look different, they appear different. Mm. And I feel like that is it, it, it's kind of backwards in, mm. in what they're trying to kind achieve. of achieve. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot about like black people talking about um Alan White. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Alan White? And can yeah, you please describe honest, to the audience who Alan White Alan White is to the SDA community? So she's supposed to be like a prophet. Okay. But to be honest, I don't know too much about that. For me, I just stuck to my Bible. <laughs> oh, you read and, the Bible. Yeah, I, I just read the Bible and didn't really delve too much into the... But did you hear about her a lot? Side of... Did you hear about her a lot? But... Wait, can you hear me? Now I can. Oh, yeah, because I, I like repeated the same thing and then you didn't hear me both times. And I was oh, like, oh, shoot. you see, I, I'm back home. Power just went. So my Wi-Fi disconnected for a bit, but I'm, I'm using my data now. Oh, okay. No worries. I was asking, did you hear about Ellen White a lot, though? Definitely. I was almost like, wait, who is? I was part of the people wondering who this babe was, to be honest. Yo, you, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know who she was. Like, I knew she was a prophet, but like, okay. <laughs> okay, and then what? Like, what does she add into our lives? That, yeah, that, that's my question still. Man, I, I heard a lot about her and I was just like, who is this chick from? Anyway, it, I don't know, but like a lot of people in the SDA church, especially the adults, are consumed by her words. Yeah. You know, it's like me just waking up and creating a church and then being like, Alan Watts said, Alan Watts said, Alan yeah. Watts preaches. <laughs> but like, no, no. Actually, not. for me, I think actually, because even my mom, she's, she's, she was always like the... the the faith is christianity so mm. for her she was like following the bible she was like okay she'll hear out what this ellen white person has to say but like for her she's following christ as she should so even for me it was kind of yeah. like i mainly just read the bible okay yeah that's fair it. yeah did did you have like any emphasis did you, or did you hear of any emphasis on like what girls should be doing and what guys should be doing and did you notice any like unfairness between the two oh yeah there's definitely always like roles even even with the dressing thing it was like girls should not wear trousers because those are that is like a man's garment mm. and that's that was like kind of the whole idea behind like going to church in dresses it was kind of to enforce that and what was your opinion when you were young in in i don't know like uh that opposes that basically i mean when i was younger it was kind of like it was annoying and frustrating because sometimes like if it's cold i'm trying to wear pants exactly (laughs) but um because like you know like this is why they say like the best years to teach someone something is when they're young because children like their brains is they are, are sponges mm. pretty much like if you tell them something they'll for the most part listen to you mm. especially if you're someone of authority in their life so for me for the most part it was <clears throat> just obeying and believing everything that I was told and taught yeah until of course a certain age what age was that um so actually when i moved to uni mm-hmm. um obviously i was still sda but i wasn't like deep 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 in the church mm. but obviously i said i would have had a relationship with god and everything 
So mama would be like, have you found the church yet? Have you found the church yet? And I'd be like, no, not really. But <laughs> were you even looking? <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good. But <laughs> but like me and God, like I still pray every day. Like I still relationship with God. So like mm-hmm. you don't need to really worry about that. And then for me, what kind so yeah, so for like almost a full year, I didn't go to church, yeah, and then, um actually, there was kind of like a big shift in my beliefs, okay, after that year, what happened um so pretty much <laughs> for me after so during around the time of kind of George Floyd and when that happened and the world was going into mayhem yeah (laughs) um I so obviously around that time I feel like everyone was mad because we saw like this atrocious act happen filmed Mm. and like people were like like I feel like this was the first time a blatantly kind of racist act was like filmed like that and it Mm -hmm. being a cop especially Mm mm-hmm so everyone was pissed off and me included I think around that time um so I was still like very close with God like I pray every day Mm -hmm. like and all that stuff so for me it was like almost God for answers like why is this happening like what's what's actually going on yeah and then also when I started to do like research into the whole that whole like George Floyd and like how racism got to where it is yeah um like it kind of brought me back to when the colonialists came to Africa and like pretty much took slaves what they and I was like looking at the origins of like Christianity and religion like kind of just looking for answers about everything Mm. And for me, it was kind of like, okay, black people in Africa were not always, for the most part, Christians, which is yeah. what we are now. Yeah. And I was, I started kind of researching, like, what, what's, because we, we always had gods mm. as Africans, but what was there before, like, Christianity. this idea of Christianity was brought to us? Mm. So I started like researching into like African spirituality. And then for me, it was kind of the realization that Christianity wasn't originally ours. It was kind of brought to us by yes, white people. It was introduced to us. Yeah, exactly. And for me, that's like, I, I, I felt some type of way about that. I can't lie. <laughs> and what, what actions did you take um, in terms of your beliefs after that? Um, so for me, I'd say I, I still to this day, I think I'm very close with God, okay. but I would not call myself a Christian. Yeah. yeah so, it sounds very uh, foreign to you. Yeah. So for me, and obviously, like I've read the Bible for the, like a lot of parts of the Bible, not the whole thing. Mm. And there's definitely, um, like a lot of things that I've learned from the mm. implement in my daily life. Yeah. Um. Still, but there's also uh, quite a few things that I disagree with in there. Okay. So, which is what? why I. I... Oh, <laughs> what was your question? Oh no, sorry. Um, you can finish and then I'll ask you. <laughs> Yes, I was saying, which is what kind of, like, made me separate myself from that. Yeah, so you just stopped going to church anyways. Yeah, so, yeah, so, like, when I, my first year of uni, I didn't go to church, and then, so I kind of stopped trying to go to mm. church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just curious, um, what, what good things did you, like, take from the Bible, and what things did you reject? So actually initially um my philosophy initially was like if there's any that I needed I'd be able to find it in the Bible. That's oh, really? How I, that's how I used to think. Like I was 
I was super close with God. Wow. So like during the 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 George Floyd stuff, I was like like obviously I was confused. I was like, well, how can this actually just be happening? Mm. So I started like reading scriptures about like slavery because that stuff also existed back then and it's talked about in the bible yeah and then i came across this verse i don't know what it is exactly and i can probably find it in a bit but it talks about how it says something like if you're a slave like you should kind of just accept that as as like your destiny not try to fight it and just like do your part Mm. and to me I was like yeah nah ain't no way (laughs) yeah I can see something similar that it's I think it's first corinthians 7 verse 21 don't let it trouble you although if you can gain your freedom do so so I think that sounds similar to like what you're saying like if you're a slave don't don't let it trouble you like don't fight it but if you gain freedom like do it um, and I'd just like to add on to that, like when George Floyd uh, passed on, same, same, exactly the same thing happened with me. And I'm just like, was this like a universal black thing that we all just decided? Hey. Well, I feel like it was actually, like it was a lot of people. I've had this conversation with quite a few people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like we were just all really so confused that we're like, okay, what's the history? How did yeah. it affect us? and how but the fact i find it crazy just how we correlated racism to um slavery to the bible it's like mm-hmm. it was like we just all saw a similar pattern and we're like wait 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 there's something that's missing something we've never been taught before and you know i have the ability to do it now and i'm not afraid to ask now because you know too much is happening for me to be afraid anyways there's covid yeah. happening these people dying like what is going on so you know, for us to all figure, oh, because like you're saying, you've had this conversation. I've also had this conversation quite a few times. And it's um, it's interesting seeing how we all just pretty much research the same thing at the same time. Like, I feel like now I want to know if there's research that's been done on the amount of black people that stopped going to church after 2020. I feel yeah. like if there is research like that, then there's definitely a lot. There should be. If there isn't, there should be. <laughs> there definitely should be, yeah. I think I'll look that up but yeah I also like was looking I had never read the bible before I just not an avid bible reader I'm a I'm a I'm a reader in general just not the bible never really clicked with it probably should so I can like form my own opinion on it but I looked up these things as well and I was like how does the bible allow slavery like this yeah. can't be normal and then I like kept looking and I found that Apparently, there was a Bible for just black people and the black people weren't allowed to know how to read the Bible and they would go into these... These are slaves, yeah. And they would be taken to these churches and only white people were allowed to, like, preach to them. Well, white Americans at the time were allowed to preach to them and all of these things. And But then I read a book also by... um, a book about Harriet Tubman and how she had like saved people and basically she would pray and she would get answers through prayer through God so again I'd also wonder like these are people who don't know how to read and these are people who are taught all of these things these are people who got benefits from the Bible but these are also people who suffer because of the Bible and Mm -hmm. at which point is it true and at which point is is this an illusion have we just been like following an illusion for so long you know yeah, I feel, I feel like actually for me, I always say the 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 greatest lies have just enough truth, because that's what keeps like that's 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 what holds on to you. Like if a lie is a lie, you'll be able to to tell like mm. fast enough. But if there's enough truth in it, it will keep you confused enough to to to, to, to hold keep on going. to you. Yeah, exactly. So where do our African parents lie then? Um, our African parents, I feel like they, 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 they believed in it too much. <laughs> yeah, too, too much. Long. Yeah. There's no balance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, I feel like 
so obviously I believe in God, but and all religions have aspects of God that they teach. Mm. But for me personally, I feel as though religions were created as a way of governing a society and keeping people in check mm. or controlling them. And do you think that's a good or a bad thing? I mean, it's bad. I think it's bad because it has, it has, it, it, it's, it has lies in it, mm. in my opinion. But um, people do need guidance. Yeah, they do. And I feel like the lies only benefit a certain demographic of people. Yeah. Whereas if everybody just knew the full truth, everyone would be able to reach their full potential. Agreed. And and everyone would be living comfortably equally. But certain people don't want equality. Word, yeah. What, What lies do you think poor people know that they're unaware are lies? Hmm. So I hear a lot of poor people being like, money is the root of all evil. Yeah. And I think now looking back, I think that's a lie. <laughs> the thing is, it can it be a lie, but it can also be true. Yeah, but because... that's the same for everything. I just think saying that statement as if it's the only truth yeah. is what's the it's lie. A lie. Yeah, no, I agree with that. No, for sure. Because it, it really just depends on a person. Mm. but I feel like that statement is pushed so much because when people do get money um, it, 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 it opens you up to a lot more things a lot of potential a lot of yeah. connections a lot of opportunities very true but also a lot of harm because when you have money you have access to so many other things both good and bad mm. So, I feel like that statement only focuses on the bad. Yeah. But when it, it should have a truth to it. Yeah. Um, and I think also if you're living in a capitalist society that we all hate, the best game that you can play is win at the game rather mm-hmm. than fight it. You're like, <laughs> you, cannot, you, you can't fight the players. You can literally only try get to the top yourself especially Mm -hmm. because you personally as an individual can't change it and you definitely can't change it if you're at the bottom of the ladder so if you really hate it as as much as you think that you you do then get to the top and see what you can do because you you can't change anything from the bottom you have to change from the top unfortunately you can't you really got to make it and i think what people need to what, what what do you think people get wrong about prayer about working hard and about um, reaching their goals. Um, that's interesting. So for me, prayer is something very personal. What does it it's, mean to you? It's it's literally, so it's a conversation, literally just a conversation with between me and God, just uh, expressing my feelings. Actually, okay. So whether that be I'm in a tough situation and I need inspiration or guidance, then I'm asking for that. Or if I'm, I'm in a good space and I need, um, and I, I want to give thanks, then that's, 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 that's what I use prayer for. Would um, you, sorry, just before you continue, uh-huh. would you um, say journaling is a form of prayer? Yeah, for sure. Because, so, for me when i think of god i don't think of a person that i'm talking to Mm. i think god 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 is kind of like to me like the most like sacred energy so there's god in everything Mm. so journaling is kind of like to me like talking to the god within yourself Mm. And kind of understanding that, and that can be helpful in, in in like learning where you need to go, yeah. Which is 
intuition, which is guidance from God. Okay, okay. So, okay, with now journaling and prayer, and then again, reaching your goals and actually putting in action, where do you think we get it wrong? Oh, I think, especially in this current, like, civilization that we live in, we have been told that we have to go to school, get a job, work, work probably for someone who does not really, for the most part, have anything to do with your overall agenda in life. Yeah. So this job is just a job. It's not mm. really impacting anything. You're building for them. And then, yeah, you, you, you're, you're, you're working for someone else's agenda. And then you, once you're done working, you retire. You've not made a lot of money. You've made them a lot of money, but not yourself. Mm. So you're not really in a position. You haven't really lived your life. To its fullest And potential. you're still not in a position to, because you've just been working. And then, 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 then you have kids and then the cycle repeats itself and it's even worse when you have um age no it's not worse i guess because a lot of people can find their way out but i was gonna say it's even worse when you have kids when you're not financially able to because then they take up most of your time and attention but i think if you have like someone else helping you take care of the kids then you're able to balance out Mm -hmm. all of those yeah, but I think, like, the way society is set up right now is rigged against us. Really? For example, um, there's, like, basic things you need to live. You need water, you need food, food. and mm-hmm. you need shelter. Mm. These are all things that right now we have to pay for. So you can't mm. even be on this earth and just live. Like, mm. you already have to put in work. Mm-hmm. And so especially, like, like you're saying, like, coming from a poor background, um, getting that water, getting that food, and getting that shelter is so taxing yeah. that you don't even have time to think about anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas mm-hmm. if you look at someone from a privileged family, those aren't really things they have to worry about so much. So they're able to give their energy and focus into other things and live their lives so and that's one of the biggest rig i think is 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 like shelter living because i think that everyone should have land and should have a house that they Mm -hmm. do not have to pay for yes the basic one exactly that alone removes so much of that taxation off of you that's stress Mm. but because of the few people that run the world you don't realize that you're working to make them richer and make their their life more lively while you're not really getting much out of it like you're just like it's it's kind of like a drug because you're, you're getting enough to survive Mm. so Mm. you don't really see anything else Mm. if that makes sense that makes a lot of sense just never like had ever thought to put it in the perspective of a drug you know yeah um how do you think the image of god affects how we behave so for example actually uh, did you grow up believing in a white god um, I think uh, I don't even really. Surely it can't just be me. Now the thing is, for me, I didn't like Jesus. Obviously, we were all shown that picture, the white one <laughs> of white with Jesus. his long hair. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but for me, I'd always just think of God as like like the because because we're taught like there's God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Okay. So for me, I think like the son, okay, there's the white Jesus calm. Okay. But for me, I'd always think about like God, the, the kind of father, like we're taught as being, and the spirit as being like an entity that any, like that can take up any form. So you're never like, I don't know, I could never see God as 
anything but human. I mean, if he's being described as a god, as a he, and as a father, yeah. I can. I'm only seeing an old man, right? And the he's the father. For me, mm-hmm. I think, like, I thought about, like, for example, the story of like Moses and the burning bush. Okay. And that was like a fire. yeah, like God talking to him in the in the form of a fire. So for me, I think those like kind of Bible stories mm. helps you what, kind of put him in any yeah. place. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's it. That is interesting, because like I said, I didn't read the Bible, so yeah. I mean, I would have heard stories, but like they just never would have been retained in my head. Yeah. Um. But then I think I remember growing up when I the school that I went to, we would have had like religious classes mm-hmm. and they would have had pictures. So if I'm like trying to depict God, the picture is showing a white man yeah. with a white beard sitting on his throne mm-hmm. um, in heaven, which is the sky and it's with clouds and it's so pretty and, you know, the throne is gold. But he's basically, he was a king. And also mm-hmm. I grew up in a monarchy. So you know, it's kind of easy to depict those things through the things that you're seeing. Yeah. Um, the people that you're looking up to, and so if God is a father and he's Jesus's father, Jesus looks like a middle-aged man. I'm assuming that he's my grandfather, so he's like he has white hair. He's pretty wrinkled up, but he's white. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a a few people that I know. Well, almost a lot of people would actually see God in that way rather than um anything any mm-hmm. anything that it could um come as because also looking seeing god as anything i would have seen that as seeing him like an idol because i wouldn't have yeah. known or understood what idols are so the only image in my head would have been of that type of image um but actually yeah. i can't remember who but someone said black people are the only race whose god doesn't look like them exactly that's what i mean like and that's one of the things that got me thinking about like christianity as a whole and how it is pushed by white people or initially especially it was pushed by white people yeah they've kind of done a good enough job where it's almost an indoctrination where we are even pushing it ourselves but i don't obviously want to offend anyone like everyone's yeah. beliefs are their own exactly yeah but, but i mean even if we like look back at even how the bible is written there's the king's james bible there's what what all of those things are in english sure the original text was not in english but like most of the bibles we get are in english like mm-hmm. we only got recent translations of our languages very recently mm-hmm. so it's just like if it's in english and we know that the people who speak english are from england and you know they speak english it's just like yeah. and they're white like barely any of them are black it's just weird but i uh i was in class one day and i was like in ireland i was with irish students and our teacher was teach- we were in religion and our teacher was showing us like black nationalists i think they're okay. called in america and basically they were showing history from a black perspective and they were saying that the god was black and the things were black the preachers were black and the leaders have always been black Tell me why my class was so mad at that. And they were like, that is so inaccurate. That is so far. Keeping in mind, most of them aren't even religious. But I was like, guys, like, what are we fighting over? Like, we've yeah. been learning that y'all, our God is black. I mean, white. And the moment that y'all see a black God, it, it, it feels wrong to y'all. Like, yeah, like, what, what, what's going on? What's going on? Real. And I'm just like, so it's ingrained in all of us. We all see God as this white being. Well, not all of us. Uh, m- mostly black and white people. I mean, even if you look at like predominant, like people who are Christian are predominantly black and white. Like, yeah. there's no other race that is as much as us not that there's no other race that doesn't practice christianity and doesn't believe in god it's just mostly us so it's just like huh like how like oh and then we are the ones who are slaves like it's just it's only no literally and for me i always say like when trying to understand a problem you have to look at where it originates like there's no way you can solve something before 
understanding where it comes from. Exactly. So, like, when I was trying to understand slavery and how we got to where we are, um, I looked at, like, the origin when these guys first came onto Africa. Mm. And initially, we were, like I said, we were practicing African spirituality, but I feel like Christianity was introduced as a way to control us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so even for example, <laughs> I know obviously not everyone believes in like Jude and like black magic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I was reading some stuff that said like they taught us that that was evil because yeah. with that like they wouldn't like they would have been defeated. <laughs> they would have been. They weren't able to fight against the the judge, so they had to teach people that it was evil and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, of course, to everyone, to, to each their own, with whether you believe that or not. What do you but believe? In terms of... Judge. Mm. Your magic is real, guys. Do you believe it's evil? Do you believe it's good? Or do you believe it's both? I think everything in this life can be good or evil it just depends on how you use it amen um i think that's very important to mention because man it just saddens me when i see like uh, our people look down on our cultures and if you look at our culture it's so similar to indian culture to chinese culture Mm -hmm. to any indigenous culture very similar um but like even if you like look at like symbols of animals they have a lot of meaning to us you know mm-hmm. and you look at like our ancestors why is it hard to speak to our ancestors who are guiding us but it's hard, it's easy to like listen to the word of god you know mm-hmm. the the god that we're not imagining to be black but as soon as it's as soon as it's uh you know black people and you know they're wearing like their traditional attire and they're speaking in your language all of a sudden it's hard to grasp and I remember my mom always made like she's just like if you're like gonna be talking speak in your language but I I mean to me it makes no difference like I actually don't see a difference because I'm like I know Africans who speak to their the person they perceive to be a white god in their language so Mm. to me that doesn't matter I feel like so long as you're reaching them and as long as the intention behind what you're saying is true to you, then they understand you. Because for them, they're understanding energy more than it is they understanding words. Yeah. So, yeah. But have you ever, like, thought to delve into, like, African spirituality? I know you researched um, about it, but like yeah, exactly. Actually... I've I've researched about it, but I haven't actually gone and tried. Um, I feel like also it's hard now because so much of our traditions and cultures have been wiped away, especially because we are not the best at documenting things. Mm, mm. Um, unlike the white man they they have have everything written down mm. um and documented their history is very um well documented yeah for sure whereas for us we have that so a lot of things have been lost yeah um so it's, a, it's, it's i think it's harder for us we almost have to do twice maybe even more than twice the work for sure um I agree with that. I had a podcast with someone yesterday, might be the one coming before this one, and they were talking about um, oral history, and they were saying basically, because the Brits were colonized by, I think, the Brits, or um, not the Brits, the Greeks, or, you know, Latin, something, something like that. I don't really remember. But he was saying that they got uh, written history from the Semites, Mm-hmm. and before they only had oral history as well and then yeah. they were introduced by the semites and then they introduced it again i'm assuming then if they colonized britain they introduced it to the brits and then the brits introduced it 
everywhere else and everywhere else still hadn't caught up to the fact that you could actually write down your history, which is why our, even if you look at our like letters, they're all like English letters. We still say we type A the same way English type A. Whereas if you go to Russia, you go, go to all of these places and they have like their own form of writing. Um, and so I think yes a lot of our stuff has been lost and Mm -hmm. they write the way they write because of what they've been taught and you know they they were able to form their own written language um but I also do think that there is a lot of information on African history I mean if it's 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 pretty sim it's pretty similar everywhere you go so long as you find someone who can connect to ancestors or like to the spiritual realm they can give you information and anyone can give you information regardless of if you come from the same nation but like even if you go to like South Africa or somewhere where they still practice that you will get good enough information well depending on what you're looking for but I think they're all connected I mean I see it as like an internet for the for the spiritual realm yeah like it's a wi-fi for there so they have access to it and they know Uh what what that looks like that's scary to think of though the fact that yeah. there's actually an other um, outside of our physical reality that we just don't want to talk about mm-hmm. that is crazy and I, I feel like they, they can see more evil and good than we can no for sure they can see but that's why even cats scare me because I feel like cats if you just look at them they be seeing shit <laughs> oh yeah cats are very intuitive yeah like um, my friend Howell has a cat and sometimes that 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 nigga just be looking at one spot in the air and we're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what? The spirit is nearby, my dudes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you uh, believe about alcohol and spirits, actually? Because, um, yeah, actually, let me just ask you that before I tell you. Um, I... Actually, I don't, I, I don't, I drink alcohol, but I don't, I want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't kill me right now. <laughs> Can I take you seriously is the question. <laughs> Can I take me seriously is the question. <laughs> no, nah, you, you're a walking clown. I can't really <laughs> Every day, I want to quit. I want to quit nah, every day. I, swear, I do, man. <laughs> um, I support you. Uh, nah, because the thing is, it actually, it's it's it, uh, what's the word? Like, I feel like alcohol almost dumbs down your 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 intuitiveness. Like it 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 brings that it brings you down to a level of. Of, of more animalistic instincts yay yay <laughs> yeah so like you, you don't uh, like people always say like when you're drunk you do what you really want to do mm-hmm. but I don't think that's true I think when you're drunk you do what your lower self would want to do Ooh. yeah so would you call that a lower entity for sure yeah that's for crazy sure, yeah. And what, yeah, no, you can only achieve your higher self by being sober. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck on your (laughs) sobriety. Thank you. Good luck. But okay, you know what? Yeah, there's only one thing I can tell you. Uh Um, If you quit or Uh stop, don't quit. Like, don't, don't make it be something that you're quitting. Just make it something that you're consuming less. Yeah. So if 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 you're like used to drinking three or four bottles, okay, no, I don't know. That's too extreme. I'm trying to like imagine what a normal drinker's gonna drink, right? Just uh-huh. reduce that by half, first of all. Yeah. And then reduce it to just actually, one bottle. Me is like I'm I'm actually good at going cold turkey on things. Okay. But I I actually just have to with myself. <laughs> like I yeah, actually okay. I, I actually have to want it. Like I feel like 
right now sometimes you know i enjoy being drunk so i need to so until i actually do not enjoy it then okay there's nothing there's nothing you've done that you've regretted that you did when you're drunk there is but it wasn't even that deep like there's nothing that's been significant enough so you're not like someone who does like these extra extra things that you're like fuck Nah, nah, the most the most I'll do is like text someone I shouldn't be texting. <laughs> okay, and, that's and like that that was on, like the next day I'm like that was very unnecessary. Oh jeez, and then do you ever get back to that person? Um, depends. 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 Depends on my relationship with them. Okay, that's fair. Um. Yeah, no. I don't think alcohol is all bad. I drink now and then, but um, I know that if I drink a lot, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like you said, animalistic instincts come the fuck out. Just yeah. doing the wildest shit. And I'm just like, where did you come from? Yeah. You know? Um, And I hate sometimes when I can't remember what I did. Mm, yeah. Like, hey, did I do this? should i ask no so then the <laughs> fact that i'm overthinking now the next day anything to like ease my overthinking i eliminate <laughs> yeah or i, I try that. to anyway could 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 couldn't say the same thing for weed because like i'm not overthinking when i'm sober and then i smoke and then i'm overthinking and then i'm just like why why did i do this again <laughs> but i know i don't i'm not gonna make any rash decisions so yeah the thing with Weed, I think it for me at least it it makes me think about necessary things, things I really actually should probably be thinking about. Okay, like what? Um, I can't think of anything specific okay. right now. I know I but... could probably think of like, um, oh, I need to like cook or something, or like tidy a wardrobe. If I'm like mm. stoned, probably won't think of that when I'm sober. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. Now, for me, what do, do what do I even be thinking, bro? When I when I smoke, I just be chilling. Honestly, everyone just be chilling, <laughs> and then I be thinking about some different stuff. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. No, the only thing like my body is dead when I'm stoned, but my mind active now it doesn't mean my mouth will be moving my <laughs> fingers might be so you just never know what's going on you never know how i'm feeling that day never know how much it's slapped or mm-hmm. it depends on the strain as well we all know that some yeah. strains will get you up yeah but yeah. i feel like for me i'm at a point where i can be high as fuck and no one will like if i don't want you to know you don't know. okay how do you do that um, I think I have a healthy relationship with weed. Some may disagree. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> why would they disagree? Because I smoke a lot, like a lot. Well, maybe but... you just have a high tolerance, no? Maybe, but you know, tolerance is built as well. Yeah, that's true. Also, you built it. Except that's the only thing I never aspire to do to have a high tolerance for weed or alcohol mm. um only because like i love when people make fun of like us um um what what do you call us as we catch lightweights mm-hmm. but i love it for us we spend less alcohol yes we, less, less, we spend money, spend less less money, money alcohol, you know yeah. all of you heavyweights true. is like two drinks actually drinking wise i'm such a well now like, actually <laughs> when so i used to be quite a bit heavier like mm-hmm. my weight and then like then those days I was such a heavyweight and I used to hate it because it's expensive man it's very expensive <laughs> but then I lost some weight now uh, now my tolerance is wait so your weight your your heavy weightedness can also depend on your weight yeah for sure because oh, the, the alcohol is being distributed to more mass. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. 
Yeah, because I got confused because you said heavyweight, then you said heavyweight. Then I was yeah, like, what? Yeah, I, I, Dude. I, I like... <laughs> yeah. No, but even like taller people usually have higher tolerances. Oh, shame. Must be nice. Well, then I appreciate my height. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has saved me. <laughs> oh. But, oh. Well, thank you for a beautiful conversation. Of course, of course. <laughs> Teaching us something new and giving us a insight into your life. Small insight. There's a lot more. There's a lot more that me and you will catch up on. For sure. Sorry, dudes. But thank you, Makena, for coming. And for sure. thank you guys for time. Oh, yeah. This was awesome. Yeah. See ya. Bye.